Cash Color Cannabis, a higher level of conversation. Not at Live Hip Hop Daily. We're actually doing our first activation here at Urban City Market. Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody who actually did come out, who came out to Urban City Market today. It's an amazing venue. Um, shout out to the owners, Rick and Paco. Shout out to Tay for helping us set all this situation up. This will be something we'll be doing once a month, last Friday of every month. So make sure you come down and get in tune with some of our new vendors every month, some of the new guests that we bring through every month, and some of the new merchandise we roll out. All right, but I'm going to start this off because I got my first guest here tonight for the um, live podcast recording. This is a good friend of mine. So you saying I'm first? I'm yeah, like, you're the first, man. I feel special. Oh, feel special, brother. Man, oh, you, you, should feel, you should have felt special the minute Lil Duval hit, hit number one there, there on the Billboard, man. Hey. Took over the world, bro. <laughs> but for those who don't know, this is my man, super producer, Mr. Hanky. Hanky, how you doing today? How you doing? How you doing? How is everybody doing tonight? All right. This is. That's what's up. At some point, people most most likely have vibed out to that record, um, Smile Bitch by, by Lil Duval. Yeah. Man. Talk to us about how that record came about. You know what I mean? Because I know Duval is not a rapper for what we know about. So how did a comedian <laughs> turn, turn to a producer and come up with a hit record that became, you know, like the smash that it did? Um, what had happened was um, <laughs> uh, we was linking up to uh, do an intro for another record. And uh, while we was there, I noticed he had been doing, you know, that Smile Bitch thing on the internet, on Instagram for the longest. Yeah. So I was like, we were smoking, and uh, <laughs> we, you know, we got All to that. All good ideas start. Yeah, we were just both <laughs> stuck, and I was like, hey, we should make a song about that. He was like, let's do it. And uh, it just happened, literally. Well, you know what's in the best part about Duval? Like, you would have took this as a joke. I remember the first time I saw him perform that was at um, Escobar down yeah. at downtown. And when he started doing the song, I, I broke out laughing because, you know, Duval started doing the dance. He's going back and forth doing smile, bitch, and smile. I was like, that was, it was hilarious. But you look at a, how it took on a life of its own, you know what I mean, between, in, between the, um, social media and just because and how it went viral on the Internet. On the, on the internet, right. it took on a total life of its own where it became something totally different. Uh, what was it like catching that whole wave as the song got bigger? Because I'm sure that you knew, you thought it was going to be a, a hit, but you, I'm not sure if you thought it was going to get as massive as it did. Honestly, um, I knew it had potential yeah. because of the beat, but the beat was cool. I knew it was, you know, was going to catch people's ear, but um, I thought, it, you know, we was going to do it on the internet for a minute, so... We didn't go. We didn't do anything legal at first. Like Snoop wasn't on it at first. Okay. Um, Ball Greasy, nobody was on it. It was just him. It was just Duval. Yeah, he he didn't even have living my best life on it. It was just the beat, and he was just saying "Smile, bitch" <laughs> for like four minutes straight. <laughs> like it was nothing else. So I was like, okay, cool. We'll put this shit up on the internet, and we'll be famous for like two, three days. And then um, he, psych. Right. <laughs> and then he uh he called me. It was a Saturday morning, like seven o'clock in the morning. He was like, hey, man, Snoop about to send this verse, and he hung up the phone. I was like, I ain't think nothing about it. So I was like, I woke up again, like, 15, you know how you hear some crazy shit? <laughs> and he was like, hold on, did he say Snoop going to send this verse? <laughs> so, you know, in the industry, you know, a lot of times, well-established artists, they, they might do something with somebody, and they might, they'll be on the record but not really do too much on it, you know what I'm saying, just kind of, Say boop de doop da 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 ba ba, and it'd be whack. <laughs> so, Kanye with the scoop de scoop poop de right. boop. <laughs> you know, you know, Snoop. Snoop would give you one of them verses for real. <laughs> the uh, family and friends verse, you Factuals. know. Factuals. <laughs> so, I heard it. I played the MP3. I was like, oh shit, he filled in the hook. Okay, and then he started rapping on the verse. I was like, oh, Snoop really on this thing, like for real. Yeah. Like so, I hit him. I hit Duval up because you know you understand he's a comedian. So he's really, he don't understand the legalities behind it. I was like, it's a sample. Like, I sampled Midnight Star. So we got to go talk to them and pay them and all this. 
He was like, man, we got to do none of that shit. So I was like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> so then uh, next thing you know, it was just like, it just kept going. So we got in the studio, and Living My Best Life still wasn't on the record. So we got in the studio, and we called Ball Greasy on FaceTime. He was like, Ball Greasy, send me your verse now, man. Snoop got it, da-da-da-da. So he's playing it. Ball Greasy literally dropped what he was doing and sent the verse like in 10 minutes. Ball Greasy been having a good year, man. He had an excellent year. Bro, for somebody who's been hot as long as he's been in Florida, for this to happen, and next thing you know, people asking, like, have you heard of Ball Greasy? I'm like, hell yeah, man. Yeah, he's been rapping about 12 years. Hell yeah, man. Yo, shoot. I remember when him, Ross, like, all of them was, like, new-new. You know what I'm saying? Coming out of Florida. Like, yeah, Greasy really broke out with that record. Yeah, so basically, um, at that point, while we was in the studio, we was mixing Snoop uh, verse. I went to the restroom and I came back and Duval, y'all seen him do that little dance uh-huh. where he's skipping around. Yeah, he did that Escobar. Right. So <laughs> he, he was literally skipping around the school studios singing Living My Best Life. I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. <laughs> so I was like, hold on, what's that? He was like, that's just how I feel. That's how the song made me feel. I was like, that need to be on the song. He's like, too late. I already recorded it. It's on there. <laughs> so this was crazy. So usually when you leave a studio, you do it like what's called a rough version. It's not mixed, it's not mastered, it's not polished at all. So I just sent him the rough version from the studio. And so I was like, okay, yeah, man, it's going to go crazy. He was like, hell yeah, man, it's been up on iTunes. They going crazy to that shit. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> Yo, he jumped all kind of steps. He jumped like <laughs> 30 different legal steps. All kind of steps. Yeah, so it was just like, I was like, are you serious? And I looked, there was, he had artwork and everything. Like, it was just the little Mr. Rogers uh, thing. Yeah, so he, he, he all kind of copyright infringement. All kind of, <laughs> like, it's just all levels of it. It is all kind of lawsuits still going on. So, <laughs> it's just, and he, the crazy part about it, he still don't care. It's like, I'm like, dog, we getting sued. Like, you know, <laughs> they waiting for that song to get even bigger. Right. I mean, so literally it all, the whole song took off in, a, in about a cool six hours. Uh. About a six-hour span. It just went from zero to boom. Whoa, man. Yeah. Yo, and that's, a, that's, 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 and again, it's such an amazing record. It's one of them joints where you looked up and it was playing everywhere. So um, congratulations on that. One of the things I want to touch on is, is the, the art of the sample. Like you had mentioned that you had to sample a certain record. And if people listen to Hanky before from um, the work you did with DJ Luke Nasty, you'd be able to pick up that he's a master when it comes to um, uh, finding the right sample and pairing it with the right hook and, making you, and taking your record from a simple record to another record. Right. What's the art of the sample? Um, it's, a lot like, um, it's a lot like hookah or anything you drink or anything or anything you smoking. It's just about the right combination. You okay. know what I'm saying? It's a vibe. Um, and I used to be a DJ as well. Okay. So a lot of times as a DJ... It's not about playing what everybody want to hear, what they, what you know they want to hear. It's, it's about playing what they want to hear. They ain't wanted, they ain't think they knew they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like when that came out, nobody had heard Midnight Star, um, Serious or the On the Way Luke Nasty record or, or the California when I sample um, Frankie Beverly Mays Wheel One. Oh, you, you know already know that's one of my favorite, most ironic records ever, man. Yeah, it's all about shock value to where yeah. you know when they hear it, people be like, oh, I know they ain't do that. You know what I'm saying? But you got to make sure it's dope. Because yes. a lot of times people redo records and it don't be like 
it don't give you the same feeling. I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to get attacked by the beehive. Oh, but, <laughs> but uh, oh, oh, don't get me attacked by the beehive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just, it's just about you know making sure that it's up to date. Yeah, you you know, it's, it's relevant, but it still captures the essence of the original. I feel like you 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 really letting us know that if you was gonna redo Frankie Beverly and Maze, you do it right. I did it right. <laughs> I did, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love you. Man. That's what's up, boy. Yeah, I mean, I, and and that's what's going on now. It's like crazy when I did California. That's what 2015, and yeah. so I like caught so much flat from industry people. That's like you shouldn't be sampling. It costs too much money. It's just not this. And then you listen to the radio now. It's like every other song is a. A bad attempt at it. At sampling. Yeah, it's like, it's just... But we've been really dealing with that since the inception of hip-hop. You know right. what I mean? From James Brown samples early on, like, like you would have somebody like, um, or even, uh, yeah, like, James Brown for the, is the best example of that. Like, the, the James Brown samples that you hear in early hip-hop right. was almost like a little Duval version. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they, they was just running with the whole sauce. Right, Never right. asking nobody nothing, man. So, sampling has been a thing, though. It's been something that's been ingrained in hip-hop for a while. So, I don't right. see why people are so slow to get with it now. I mean, it's just like... Marijuana right now, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know, I guess a certain group of people want to control it because sampling a lot of, okay, the main re reason why is because most of the record labels own the masters yeah. to those older records. So a lot of people don't like it because you end up having to go pay the, 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 the record label. label. Yeah. And then the artists who sampling, they might get like $1,500, while the label is still making millions. Yeah. Like, take, for instance, that uh, City Girl record um, with its uh, chopper. I want a bit fine woman. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a problem right now. Yeah, yeah right, right. on several levels. But yeah, they, yeah. they sample uh, chopper, so they end up, the, the, the industry itself is so crazy. So you go, you don't even go talk to chopper. You go talk to the, the company that owns his stuff. Mm -hmm. You pay them all the money, and chopper get, like, $1,500. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, if, if that. They, I think I think about that when I hear records too. Like, what's the girl's? Um, Sweetie. Sweetie has two records that's basically other records. And I always wonder, like, yeah. how Gucci's, you know what I'm saying? How, how, what was the other one? Petey Pablo record? Yeah. Like, how do they get compensated? Like, did you just jump, jump, you know, again, jump levels and go straight to Timberland and go straight to who did the, the, the beat and bypass the whole person who wrote the song? Um, yeah, basically. Damn. Yeah. You basically go to the company that owns the rights to the song and um, you don't even have to talk to the person who, the artist. Mm. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, that's I guess that's Sweetie's whole formula, you know. Yeah, well, all her songs. And she's not alone. Like to be completely honest with you, there's, there's, that's a wave now where I feel like a lot of the records you hear and you like are because you've already heard them. You right. know what I mean? Like, like this is a record you heard not even so long ago, like recently, like maybe eight, nine years ago. Like you, this record was already a hit. It's just now somebody else's name on it. But how many people in here are like a musicians in here? Anybody ever played an instrument before or in a band or something? Oh, JSU band. JSU. Oh, bro, whenever you on the show and I joke about the band being a game. She was in that game. Hold on, what JSU? J oh, JCSU, excuse me. John oh, Smith oh, I thought University. you said Jackson State. I'm like, she's got to leave. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but anyway, <laughs> what people don't realize, there's only so many ways that music can sound pleasing to the ear. It's only 12 notes between C and C. So at some point, if something's going to sound like something, like you literally, any song that comes out, you can actually sue for copyright infringement because somebody takes something from somewhere. Mm. You know, it's, that's just how it goes. Yeah. 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 That's what's so up, man. Got a delivery? 
<laughs> well, we are in a bodega. We're literally in a bodega having this conversation. So yeah, we got people. <laughs> you got people buying blunts. You got people dropping off stuff. Hostmate stopping by. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so, so what's next? So what are you working on next? Oh, hey, 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 hey. So what are y'all working on next? Uh, right now I got, a, I got a single coming out with uh, Tory Lanez, uh, Jacquees. I saw Jacquees at the, ja- at the gas station not too long ago. Yeah, you see Jacquees anywhere. Serious, I saw Jacquees. He sat in the car for a while. Like, I think he, he didn't think he didn't want people to mob him or something. And I'm like, bro, I don't think that's about to happen. He the king of R&B, what you mean? Hey, oh. <laughs> You're right, though, because the way like, he ran into that gas station, I guess he know. Yeah, I'm the king of R&B. He the king of R&B. I to mob me up real quick. Yeah. I was like, our Chevron be popping. But, yeah, man. I got uh, it's a record with um, Tory Lanez, B. Smith, and Jacquees on the same record. Okay. I got uh, a Lil Wayne new single coming out with Chris Brown. Mm. Um, that's coming out soon this fall. Mm, can I borrow a dollar? You, the royalties here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I'm going to cash after to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Man, it's old. It's so much stuff. I got like 20 records coming up. Yeah, you got a house party coming too. Yes, I have a, a house party right down the street at 990 Brady Avenue. Okay. October 5th. It's called Hanky's House Party. And what it is, is it's going to be my birthday party, but it's going to be like a celebration. I'm going to have Yin Yang Twins come out, FLY. Mm. Um, Oh, we're going to be really swag surfing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's going to be okay. like that. Coming through. And we're serving, like, red cups at the bar type thing. All right. So we really yeah. having, a, like, college house parties. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's up. We'll you know, it sounds like one of them band house parties where I used to never want to go to because y'all get rowdy. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> y'all get rowdy. We, we, were, we were classy at Southern University. We didn't do all that. Okay, okay. I don't know. We, uh, I ain't never been to Southern, so I'll give I know, you the benefit joking. of the doubt. Man. We was in Louisiana, so yeah. So um, you spoke, you, you, you touched on something that I, know, I normally touch on in the show, and that's um, when you and Duval came up with the concept, y'all was actually in the studio and you were smoking. Right. Um, speak to me about how um, consumption and consuming cannabis actually inspires you or helps you when it comes to your creativity or, or helping you spark a thought. Um, I, don't e- I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we were just high. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it was that type of thing. We were, I, we were just stuck <laughs> on Instagram, both of us. <laughs> It was me, him, and the engineer, and I came across his page while he was there. He was doing the smile bitch thing. Um, but I think it does, I'm all sincere, I, does, I do think it does tap into a, a side of the creative field, you know, stratosphere, whatever. Yeah. Uh, for me, it helps me focus sometimes. I don't have to consume all the time because um, sometimes, you know, it just drifts off. But um, it's, very, it's very key to it. Yeah, that's very key. That's what, who were some of the um, acts who kind of inspired your, your, your sound or inspired you when it comes to the sampling? You know what I mean? Like, there's some people, like, I listen to a Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla's samples are amazing to me. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Same thing with, um, um, golly, um, um, Buddy who be doing a lot of stuff for, for Hove and for, for, and for Kanye. Like, the samples be amazing, man. Right. Are there any of those producers who you looked up to or who you listened to and you, like, you know, you listen to the, how, the skill that they're using to pull out stuff? Uh, the only one I could really say was, like, Kanye. That was, uh, what, the Blueprint? First Ooh, one, yeah, 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 because yeah. I was at the time I he was. He made people sample again to me. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, but you got to you understand, like I was like my senior year in college or something when the blueprint came out, and um, I'm born and raised here, so at the time I was listening to like Baby D and 
you know, ATL ho, and <laughs> I was at the height of the crunk shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't stunning none of that hip hop stuff. I was like, yeah, that's that's that New York stuff. Um, but you know, it's something about the way Kanye took actual lyrics from the actual sample too. Yeah, it made it made sense. Like when I heard "Girls," um, "Song Cry." Mm. Song Cry was the one. Song Cry, yeah. Song Cry. I was like, who is this nigga? This nigga's yeah. incredible. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, really, that whole album, like, it was just incredible. So at the time, I had just started, I was DJing too. So I, uh, what's that program? Fruity Loops, it just came out. Okay. And um, we had like a trial version of it. And so I started sampling because I didn't have sounds. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have a keyboard or nothing. I was just in, in college with a little HP desktop so i was just literally finding stuff just to chop up and put in there because i didn't have a, a midi controller or nothing like that okay yeah so the, and that was it all right man when it's all said and done what do you want to be remembered for the most when it comes to the music and it comes to the stuff that you laid down over these years oh uh, the main thing i want i want to be remembered by is just like having a good time and uh living my best life <laughs> going back and forth yeah i mean because you gotta understand like especially when you're in the music business like that song is so, just in any job, really, any any capacity. Because everybody deal with crazy stuff in their job and their life, relationships and everything. So that's just the perfect thing to say to any situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, your boss be like, I want to see him in my office. You're like, I'm living my best life. I ain't going back for <laughs> none of y'all. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it literally, I mean, you see preachers out here saying the same thing. Yeah. They, they're using it in actual sermons. They really did. You know what? And I, I feel like I saw that on TV one time. It popped up. And I was like, this is the sermon, living my best life? Yeah. And it, it's crazy. My mother, she's a uh, minister of music at the church. And her first cousin, which is my second cousin, is T.D. Jakes. So, mm-hmm. like, he says it all the time. I'd be like, wow. You know, <laughs> it don't reach that level. Bro, that might be a royalty right there, man. Get him to sample something. Yeah, exactly. So sample T.D. Jakes <laughs> in the next record, dude. Yeah, so he'll do it. So the, so your, your party, the, the, the house party that we're having, if people did want to come or did want to get involved, um, how can they do that? Or is it super private? You know what I mean? I know you're about to have the red cups. Is it? No, everybody's invited. Okay. You just go to hankyshouseparty.com, um, or you can go to my Instagram, and it's in the bio. What they say? Link in the bio? Link in the bio. Yeah, baby. link in the bio. So we... Hanky's, oh, my Instagram, A Mr. Hanky B, A M R H A N K Y. A M R H A N K Y B as in boy, E A T. A Mr. Hanky B. He gave you the job interview version, B as in boy. Hey, you know, I appreciate you coming through tonight, man, for the first um, the first edition of Atlanta Biz City Market down here at Urban City Market and kicking out with us, man. So Always. I got my other guests coming through in a minute, man. But hopefully you kick it with us, man. You see we're in the store shop with us. We got him pook upstairs. We got a lot of things going on. Yeah, I got Postmates, too. Oh, yeah, clearly. We I just Postmates. ordered some shit. He should be here. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, that's Mr. Hanky. Give it up for my hey. man, Mr. Hanky. Man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Definitely stop by and get a picture with my man before he go. Before he, he, is, he is Hollywood, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Cash Color Campus, high level of conversation. That way. <laughs>